Welcome to episode two of our 50 Reasons to Visit Ireland. My name is Caitlin, and I spent a semester in Ireland. And my name is Joe, and I spent the first 22 years of my life in Ireland. We both currently work at Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. We're breaking down many things that make Ireland such a spectacular destination. As we say, it's an overused phrase, but there really is something there for everyone. We intend to prove that. We have various themes we're focusing on, and within those themes, we're counting up from one all the way through to 50. Our current theme is scenery, and this is our second reason, and that reason is the burren. Woohoo, the burren! Yay! The burren, unfortunately, since uh, since I've moved to Boston, has taken on a slightly different meaning to me, <laughs> um, because I live in, or I lived in Somerville, I recently moved, but I lived in Somerville, and there is a bar in Somerville called the burren, so now, yes. now, now, when I Google the Baron, um, that bar is the first thing that pops up. Not the uh, how Americanized are you right now? Uh, Listen to you no, talking about Boston. Not, not my fault. It is a good uh, bar. Though. I'd, it I'd, is. I'd highly recommend it. It's, I was there. <laughs> it is. I went. I went there for the first time on New Year's Eve, actually, of all times, and it's it's really cool. You get traditional Irish music in the front bar, and then a fun little cover band in the back, and. I will say, you could probably attest to this, Joe, you see some interesting characters. Uh, there's quite the unique scenery yeah, that's going for sure. on there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but today we're focusing on scenery on the other side of the Atlantic, um, the Burren. It's a great place, and I think the scenery is part of what makes it just all around fun to visit. It's, it's odd, it's unique. You're going to see things there that you won't see anywhere else in Ireland, um, and even the greater region throughout County Clare, which we'll also touch upon today. This is the place you go to when you want to impress your middle school geography or even biology teacher. There's two terms we're going <laughs> to, as Joe's smirking two, two, across the room at me today. Two terms that Caitlin learned this uh, week and thought that they were Irish terms. I will say, I thought they were Irish terms, and I pulled a good amount of my friends, and probably 90% of them were like, Caitlin, how do you not know these words right now? So as I continue to embarrass myself, <laughs> let's go over them, shall we? You can't talk about the burn without talking about flora, plant life. And fauna, animal life. So stupid, not interesting fact at all. There is a <laughs> there is a type or a brand of butter in Ireland called flora. I'm not sure why or what it has to do with anything, but and you're not going to get that from your average travel agent, right? Nope, definitely not. It's a good, it's a good butter as well. <laughs> oh my! Well, there you go. So uh, let's talk about botany, shall we? Uh, just just for a second oh, here. Really? Diving into the exciting stuff. We are. Yeah. We, we got you. We got you good here. So the burn is actually home to 1,100 uh, species of plants, which, you know, 1,100, what's a number, right? Well, Ireland is actually um, home to only 1,400 total. So that's pretty good chunk right Sounds there. Like it's got a lot of it. Of the pie, I would yeah. say. Something for your inner botanist. A um, lot of rare flowers. The one that really sticks out, uh, in my opinion, is the orchid. Orchids are my favorite, so oh, I'm the all about that. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife likes to keep orchids because they're so easy to uh, not kill. I guess um, <laughs> she just has to put three ice cubes in every. 
I'm on board with that. Once a week or something, but uh, I'm on board. She tried to get her mother on board with the same idea, and she keeps killing the orchids. I'm oh, not no. sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how she does it. But, oh no! Yeah. Sad times. Um, so moving over to the fauna uh, aspect of the burn, you've got your foxes, you've got your hares, your birds, you know, and then you get over to like the weird um, one of them, the feral goats, which. I actually Googled. Why, why would I want to go anywhere where there's <laughs> something called a feral ghost? I Googled this uh, yesterday, Joe, and I, I think for you, for those of you who've seen the movie The Witch that came out last year, uh, Joe hasn't. N- nobody, probably. But uh, I think you're the only person, Joe, actually, <laughs> who haven't been living under a rock this whole time. Think Black Phillip, uh, the demonic-looking goat, um, just... Super Black Philip the Feral Ghost. The Feral yeah, Ghost. I think people are gonna. Okay. I, I think so. Yeah. Go sure. go to the burn, everybody. <laughs> and there's also this weird snake-looking thing. Uh, they call it a slow worm. Now, don't worry. St. Patrick did, in fact, as they say, Obviously. get all the snakes out of Ireland, all that jazz. This is actually a lizard that evolved without legs to adapt to the burn's habitat. So. Legless lizard, let's, as they say. Let's move away from the, <laughs> the fauna in the burn because I'm not sure many people want to go see feral goats Get and away legless from, lizards from your animal planet fix, huh? Yeah. So well, uh, if David Attenborough was na- narrating it, I guess it'd be a different story. But you know. Uh, speaking of unique, our odd um, and odd, our fun fact for the week, and as we say. I'm looking forward uh, to this one. Well, good. You, you best be. Uh, as we say here, you know, our, our facts are not necessarily fun uh, and not necessarily facts. Although I think you might enjoy this I, one, Joe. I feel like I set the bar pretty high with Peter O'Toole last week, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this seeing is, what Caitlin has now. This is a pretty good one. Uh, did you know that Muhammad Ali has ancestral roots in County Clare? I did not, funnily enough. Well, fancy that. Who doesn't, so, I guess, is the, the I, question we I should guess, ask I, I guess that is the, the good response to that. So, tell me more. Oh, I will tell you more. So, his great-grandfather, uh, whose name was Abe Grady, he was born in Ennis, which, funnily enough, is just about 20 minutes south of the Burren. So, in the 1860s, Abe emigrates to America, and he marries an emancipated slave, and as time passes... Years later, a few generations later, boom, there we have our Muhammad Ali. There's your little Ancestry.com spiel. However, that's not where the Ireland uh, connection stops. So in 1972, Ali fought boxer Al Blue, again with the quotations, Lewis. Spoiler alert, he wins. And this all takes place in Dublin's Croke Park. I did know that part. All right, all right, well... Uh, Did you know that there's a really cool video of Ali talking about his time in Ireland? And I found it, and we're going to include it in our little... I know, I know. And it's really cool. Um, You know, sure, the shots and the music kind of date it. You get this very authentic kind of feel to it. Uh, You can definitely tell it's from the 70s, but that's half the charm. And the whole time, you know, there there are scenes of Ireland, and he's talking about, they say this is the greenest place on earth, and and I know it is even greener than my hometown of Kentucky, and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And then there's this part where he's all, you know, the Irish say it takes a long time to make whiskey, but the funny thing is it doesn't take long for me to drink it, you know? And it's just like, (laughs) it's just cute. It's fun. You can tell he loves Ireland. And now you don't need to watch the video because Caitlin's impression (laughs) just did the job for you. That is exactly how he sounds. That is exactly how he sounds. Um, But no, it's, it's really cool. You can tell he loves Ireland. And even better, 
Ireland loves him back. So in 2009, Joe, taking us further down our timeline, they make him an honorary first freeman of, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, Ennis. And, you know, as I said, that's where his roots are. So generally, as you know, I'm sure this is a thing that's reserved for U.S. presidents, people of high prominence. Of course, Muhammad Ali is one of those people. And they pull out all the stops. Um, There's footage of Irish flags flying all over the streets in Ennis. People are lined up for miles, crowds in the thousands. There are posters and and newspapers and all kinds of things um, in in the store Uh, windows saying, you know, still the greatest, Muhammad Ali, number one, blah, blah, blah. Everything that, that, you know, you and I could look for in a a welcoming, right? There you go. Uh, So further down the road, his wife gives an interview and she says this is probably one of the best days of their lives ever. (laughs) Um, And she said it was great medicine for him, you know, with his his declining health and everything. And there's actually um, a documentary called When Ali Came to Ireland uh, that was made in 2012. And it covers all this and more. Uh, and it won Best Sports Program uh, for the Irish Film and TV Awards. Wow. So, there you go. Boom. Very interesting. How's that for fun facts? I didn't, uh, didn't I would, know a lot of that, to be honest. I would say so. fun. I would say factual. Yeah. Toot my own horn. Toot, toot. There we go. Yeah, but at the same time, you did kind of copy my idea of taking a famous person <laughs> who has roots in Ireland. Maybe. So I promise that for next week's fun fact, it won't be a claimed Irish person um, <laughs> that will be in the fun fact. But yeah, that was that was good. I would say it was pretty good. Yeah. So, Joe, if you were telling Ali what to see uh, near the burn during his trip, if you could, you know, go back in time, all that jazz, where would you tell him to, you know, go uh, see? What are some must-see spots? With his declining health, I'm not sure I would tell him to go to the Cliffs of Moher, but the oh, Cliffs God. of Moher is obviously the must-see spot in the area, and I won't go into too much detail mm. on it, but... It is Ireland's most visited natural attraction with over one million people visiting it every year. It's located just on the edge of the burn because obviously it's on the coast. The cliffs are huge. They stretch five miles along the Atlantic coast and they reach 702. That two feet is very important. (laughs) They reach 702 feet high. Some of that is obviously under sea level, but they're 702 feet high, which is massive. A lot of feet. You might know them as the Cliffs of Insanity, shown in The Princess Bride, which is a movie I have not seen yet. Oh my god, Or the Rocky Formation, and I feel like this is an overdone thing, because they did not have long in this movie, but they did feature in one of the Harry Potter movies, The Half-Blood Prince, where Dumbledore and Harry apparate before the cave scene when they're going to spoiler alert destroy a horcrux (laughs) while I could go on at length about the cliffs how stunning and majestic they are and I could use lots of different big words to describe them and different facts about how tall they are I can't do it justice without you being there and without you seeing them for yourself so I will leave you with this there is absolutely a reason why so many people visit the cliffs every year it is because they're amazing. They're not like a normal tourist trap you might see. And I feel bad for singling one out, but like the Mona Lisa, for oh. example, um, <laughs> where you're just going to go and be disappointed, but you're going to have to pretend it was amazing yeah. because, oh yeah, I was there. I saw the Mona Lisa mm-hmm. when in actual fact, it's just 200 tourists standing, trying to uh, hold their camera higher than the other person so Selfie they can sticks. snap a picture of this tiny little picture that you can see on the internet. Uh, <laughs> We've all seen pictures of the cliffs, except I found out this week 
when Caitlin went to Ireland first, she had no idea what the Cliffs of Moher were, I which I was, <laughs> which I was surprised by because I, I thought not. all Americans knew what the Cliffs no. were. Oh, in fact, when my friends told me we were going, I was just like, "Oh, that looks cool. I'll go there. Whatever." Wow. And then I get there, and of course, my mind was blown. Yeah. Know? So yes. So yeah, it's not a tourist trap like the Mona Lisa. You can go there and you can see it for yourself, and it is <laughs> it is pretty incredible. That said, the burn is not just the cliffs. Yes. Uh, after the cliffs, I think the second most well-known spot is Polnabrone Dolmen. Now, she practiced that. I all did, week. and I nailed it. <laughs> um, you've probably seen this in pictures and thought, "Oh, that's very Irish-looking," or "Oh, that's cool. I'd like to see that one day." Uh, if you're like me, again, you would, you know, not know the name of it, but. This, when you go there, of course, you'll definitely not forget. This is one of Ireland's most photographed archaeological sites. It's classified as a portal tomb, um, and there are about 174 located throughout Ireland. It's pretty specific but for... This, <laughs> I, I, I would say so, I would say so. You get your facts here, right, guys? Um, but this is the most visited of those tombs. So portal tombs consist, to kind of give you an idea... They look the way they're described. They're two large stones that define the entrance and the back of a tomb itself. Archaeologists say that these stones were probably moved and raised by wooden rollers, ropes, strong livestock, and manpower. Now, Polnabrone was um, the site of more than 20 Neolithic people's bones. And I say bones, this is where it gets a little weird. Again, the odd, the unique, the strange, the burn. I see bones because uh, archaeologists actually uh, discovered that these bodies of these people were actually put somewhere else, stored somewhere, until they decomposed. And then the bones were then put in Polnabrone, which, very strange. It gave the archaeologists kind of a good idea of how people lived back then. And when I say back then, I mean 3800, 3200 B.C., around... Around those whereabouts. The good old days. The good old days. The throwback Thursdays. The biggest mystery of Polnabrone and other tombs very similar to it is why people were chosen to be buried in the tombs as opposed to not. Um, There's no evidence that shows age discrimination, gender discrimination. We may never know. We may never know. Interesting. Yes. So what are some other places that are maybe not too far from Polnabrone, Joe? I really like the, I was going to call it a town... It is a village. I really like the village of Doolin. It is not the capital of Clare, but Doolin would be considered the tourist capital of the Burren and of County Clare. And it is also the unofficial music capital of Ireland. Ooh. And when I say music, I'm talking about the traditional music, the diddly eye, the exactly what you hear on our jingle at the start <laughs> and the end of this podcast. It's the perfect base to explore the Burren and County Clare. Everything in the area is within a day's drive. You can take a ferry from Doolan, from Doolan Pier uh, to the Iron Islands, which is pretty sweet. You can visit Doolan Cave, which is, again, very close to Doolan Village. You can actually walk along the coast. There is a coastal walk all the way to the cliffs, which are about seven miles away, I believe. So if you have the stamina and the time, it is a beautiful walk, well worth doing. I say that, I have never done it, but uh, (laughs) I'm sure it's lovely. Yeah, it's just generally a great place you can uh, 
drive down along the wild atlantic way all the way down the coast of Clare and back up all in a day if you wish so it is the perfect base to spend a couple of nights there and obviously as i said it is the traditional music capital of ireland there are a handful of pubs there that have traditional music every night a good old session or session as they say where just local musicians come in and they will you know sit at a table the same as you or any of your friends except they'll be holding instruments and they'll start playing most nights of the week especially every night of the week during the summer you'll find traditional music everywhere in Doolin. I feel like you could probably wrap it up with a few more. I think I have a few pieces. things up my sleeve. I can I can throw at you guys. So speaking of caves, I know you mentioned Doolin Cave. There is Owie Cave, which is another pretty big tourist spot. And another place I was about 20 years ago and can't, <laughs> can't really remember. It was one of those places we went on family holiday. One of those trips, huh? So yeah. this is one of the oldest caves in Ireland. It's got a very dramatic sort of underworld feel. And you can actually take a guided tour where they will show you... I feel like Joe wants to say something here, but I'm, he's holding I'm, back. I'm trying to remember which one is stalactite and which oh, one is a stalactite. Gosh. We used to do that in geography all the time, As where you, you know say, the, the calcium deposits dripping from the roof uh-huh. and there be stalactites and stalactites. Uh-huh. And I had a way of remembering that had to do with women's tights, which is not great, <laughs> but I can't actually remember it we anymore. We might have to come so. back to that in a future episode and, and check in on you on, on that little fun fact. You can take a guided tour of. Owie Cave, and they'll show you these beautiful caverns over bridged chasms. You'll see weird formations, a thunderous waterfall, all these just kind of creepy, beautiful, enchanting, if you can say enchanting, if you're into caves kind of a thing. it's all very dark as well. It's all very dark. (laughs) It is indeed. Woo! To get an even more um, outdoorsy feel, there's a place called the Birds of Prey Center, and this place, you know, it, it aims to educate, entertain, and promote conservation. It's, it's all about that kind of stuff. You've got your eagles, your falcons, your hawks, your owls from all over the world. It's something that Americans seem to really, really love. But I am not I've, one I've of them. I've never done. I'm waiting for my Hogwarts owl. But, <laughs> when it comes to owls, that, that's all I care about. But you want Hedwig at the I do. Birds of Prey Center. I that do makes indeed, sense. yes. Um, yes, they have, you know, dynamic flying displays. Visitors can interact, get up close to birds. And there's even a, what they call a hawk walk, uh, which is an hour-long walk with a hawk. It is exactly so a, a the way, exactly the way it sounds. Uh, yes, there's no surprising. there's no deceiving anybody there. And you walk across the burn limestone, which is kind of cool. You know, get up up close with the area you're in and, and the, uh, if you're the into wildlife. Birds of prey with talons that can crush a man's <laughs> skull. Yeah, sure. If that's your thing, <laughs> if that's up your alley, boom, there you go. So let's say you want to know maybe more about the lay of the land. You're not you're not so into the hawks and the claws and the, the flora and fauna. You mean the is that word we're looking <laughs> for now? The flora and the fauna. Yes, exactly. Um, there's a place called the Burren Nature Sanctuary. And this is an interpretive center for the Burns' natural um, history, the way the land was created and, over time, the way it's progressed and, and it's evolved. And it's really got this whole leave-no-trace principle. Admire the region you're in, learn from it, don't contaminate, don't affect it kind of a thing. So, you know, 
good feel of where you are. Loving the land. Loving so the speak. land. Loving the land. Speaking of love, <laughs> <laughs> I would be remiss to not mention a certain festival that takes place in the Baron every September. Oh. It is in the town, or again, you could call it a village of Listun Varna, and it is the matchmaking festival. Americans may have heard of this. I'm not sure. It's, Again, I have not. It's uh, it's one of Ireland's oldest traditions. And many yes. people argue that matchmaking did actually start in the town of Listunvarna. Yes. Back in the day. Again, I don't know, probably 1800s, 1700s maybe. Uh, a lot of the landed gentry would go there to try to form partnerships for their children. Um, they would have been the first helicopter parents, I, w- I would imagine, <laughs> where they were getting far too involved with their children's relationships. Oh, but it was, you know, it was down to trying to marry within your class and hopefully, you know, forward the family fortune. Mm-hmm. So that was where it originally started. Yes, uh, the tradition has continued. Over the last couple of years, they've really shined a spotlight on Listune Varna. Today, a man named Willie Daly manages all these matchmaking festivities. He's really modernized it. He's got a notebook of love-seeking profiles that he keeps very handy. And uh, he is said to be seen sitting at the matchmaking bar. Um, he is apparently <laughs> third-generation matchmaker. So his, I don't know, is it his father or his grandfather? Yes, or his father. Both, he took it possibly. over. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. He says he was born on April 1st, 1943, but cannot be sure. This uh, Another Ireland this, theme. <laughs> Another theme. The re- Nobody knows. <laughs> the what reason he's not sure this time, though, is because the priest who baptized him was fond of the drink. Ah. So, <laughs> so that's why he's not sure of his actual birthday. Can't fault him there, right? Yeah, really can't so. fault him there. So each year this festival takes place... Uh, Live music, dancing, a lot of fun, you know, getting to know you type activities, all that good stuff. It's a big to-do, as Joe said, especially for Americans, and uh, I may be the only one who has never heard of this. Over 60,000 people attend it every year, apparently, (laughs) so that's, I mean, that's a a lot of people to go there, and I know there's definitely Americans, and a lot of the time, again, on the news in Ireland, they will show their segment and they will pick the oldest lady there who is still looking for love. And there's oh, these, like, 80-year-old so women who are over just looking for oh, for love. And I don't sweet. know. I, I feel I like back in the day you could argue whether the whole matchmaking thing was romantic or creepy because <laughs> you had this guy who was, like, a middleman for your relationship kind of... You can imagine him kind of hiding behind the head, just spying on you, making sure your date is going all right, which is a bit creepy, but also romantic. And, you know, Willie Daly and his family claim to have married hundreds of women, I guess. So not not that they've actually married. To each their own. And what better place to find love, I guess, than Ireland, right? So uh, let's say you do find the love of your life. You're whisked away. You're looking for, well, I'll say an interesting uh, first date idea. So this was supposed to be my fun fact, I will say, Joe, of the week. Um, there is a place called Ponagolum in the Burn that is a cave that is said to have been Tolkien's inspiration for the character of Gollum. Cave? A cave, yes. I guess Gollum lived in a cave, right? Well, he did. And actually, um, in Gaelic, Ponagolum, as you may know, I would, I would say so, mm. uh, translates to Hole of Gollum. So that's your first clue right there. And then another clue that big Tolkien fans swear by is that in the cave, you can hear the sounds of birds and wildlife, Mm -hmm. um, and they're 
their noises, I guess you would say, have been compared to Gollum's voice and the weird... Can you, can you tell us what that sounds like? I cannot. <laughs> I definitely, confidently cannot. My oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I did it. Good job, good job. Maybe in go. Maybe in pulling the Gollum you might find your ring for the matchmaker oh, festival. Did we just come full circle? I, Oh, did, did was that a, oh, you stole my pun because a <laughs> ring is a circle. <laughs> oh, All right, goodness. that is full, full circle right I now. So, so let huh? us move on from there. All right. Last year when I went home, I have this thing that I do now where I try to see a different part of the country every time I go home. So last year I arrived home on my own and I decided to take a trip up along the coast of County Clare. And I didn't really know what I was getting myself in for because I tend to plan things without thinking. I saw that it was going to take me about seven or eight hour drive up along Ooh. the coast if I did the entire Wild Atlantic Way from Shannon Airport to my house. And I was like, ah, that's fine. I'll get in <laughs> early afternoon. Cool. Forgetting that I was flying overnight and getting into a car on my own and driving up the coast. Minor details. So, you know. Yeah, I know. Um, but I did it. I got in the car at, I don't know, probably 6.30 in the morning and headed straight out to Loop Head. I had been to Loop Head before, as far as I remember, but it had been years and years again. One of my many family holidays over the years. I had been to Loop Head, but I didn't really remember it. Mm. And it is way out there. We were talking about <gasps> Connemara being out there last week. It is way out there. And it is gorgeous. I got there, I think, shortly after eight in the morning. And there was already tour buses arriving there. And that was in late February or early March, I think. So it was not high season. Mm, okay. But there was already, I think, a bus of German tourists. And there was a, a lot of other cars coming and going. It was a really windy day. Walked out along the grass. Obviously, no guardrails at the cliffs itself. And you can see for miles in one direction. It's just beautiful coastline and the sea banging against the the cliffs so i continued up the coast and i didn't really expect to see too much else because i know loop head is one of the signature points on the wild atlantic way and the next one is the cliffs of moher it was a surprise to me to see a couple of other things kilkey cliffs mm. there was almost nobody there at that time of morning oh, that's the best so gorgeous and just you know a mini version of the Cliffs of Moher, but kind of all to yourself. So nice. it, was, it was a nice little surprise. And the other thing that I, I went to after that was a little bit out of the way. I saw a sign for it, but I had been so happy with Loop Head and uh, Kilkey Cliffs that I decided to take the little detour to a place called the Bridges of Ross. The bridges themselves are, they're cut out of the coastline and it's just like stone that has been eroded underneath and there's still kind of bridges and archways left behind. It's just, it's a really cool, uh, I'll call it geological phenomenon, but I'm not sure if that's the the right wording. We'll go with it. But it was, it was really cool. But yeah, I continued on up the coast and it was a really, really gorgeous drive all the way up to the cliffs and through the burn. And I was, I was genuinely surprised how, how beautiful it was. So Aww. yeah. I did have a I did have a race with a group of cyclists, which was <laughs> pretty annoying, to be honest, because every time I would catch up to them and pass them out, 
I would find a reason to stop to take a picture or to stop at the cliffs and they would pass me out again and these I have that problem in Boston so (laughs) it's uh, understandable yeah but there's no bike lanes in the County Clare unfortunately so (laughs) oh my gosh that's the time to go too is when there aren't many people around it's just beautiful you've been to the burn as well I have I have yes Uh, coincidentally enough I feel like all my stories involve driving and and ponies Uh, this one you've just given the whole thing away I I have uh, yes so as I was traveling around the burn with my friends, um, we had a chauffeur who was telling us all these, you know, great little Irish stories, little little myths here and there, all these legends and things. And one of the things that uh, we very much took note of, or I should say my friend Josh took note of, was if you look out your window and you can count, um, if you start counting the white horses you see, if you can count up to seven, okay, that's that's the that's the One, number we're going two, for. Three, seven four. horses. Seven horses. You said if you can count up to seven. Oh goodness! <laughs> if you can count up to seven horses, whoever you look at next, the, the first person you make eye contact with after you reach number seven is going to be the love of your life and your soulmate. So, wow. let's say. That's, uh... Joe, I, I, from the look I'm getting, this is not an Irish thing, and we were totally taken uh, and then some, would you say? I don't want to say that that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but I definitely but have close. not I have not heard of that, <laughs> that uh, well, superstition. Uh, it would make sense that it's not true, because my, my dear friend Josh, who, God love him, uh, counted up to seven on those horses, was so excited we went to a fun little pub later on after he got to seven, made eye contact with someone, and alas. Didn't work. Heartbroken. <laughs> heartbroken. I will say, though, let's say you uh, decide to do Lisdun Varna, and that doesn't work. You can always try that. Uh, no guarantee. Between the looking at start, between counting seven horses and the matchmaking festival, <laughs> you are sure to come away with a, a husband Burn or wife. is a place for love, right? <laughs> a place for love. So, uh, yeah, so that is my story for you, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> In a nutshell. Poor friend Josh. Poor friend Josh. Poor friend Josh. We've talked a bit about rings and love and <laughs> some rings have gems on them. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. That was a long walk for a short drink of water, but uh, I have got the hidden gem this week. Woohoo! Which is a great honor for me. The last time I was home... I did something pretty interesting, something that I had seen pictures of, but I wasn't even sure was real. I took a ferry to one of the Iron Islands. So myself, my wife, her cousin, and my sister took a road trip to Doolan. And from Doolan, we took a ferry to Inish Man, one of the Iron Islands, which was really, really gorgeous. It was, I feel like it was, we got so lucky with the weather it was a beautiful, beautiful day. We landed on Inishir and I swear to God, we went straight to the little beach there. And if you looked out, you would think you were in the Mediterranean or the Caribbean oh or one of those. It was, the water was so blue, it was green almost. It was gorgeous beautiful. and the sun was splitting the stones. But after that, we took a cruise. It was the same ferry, but we took a cruise underneath the cliffs of Moher. And I, again, I had seen pictures of it and I was like, is that not really dangerous? <laughs> it looks pretty scary, especially because, as we mentioned earlier, the cliffs are 702 feet tall. And those two feet count. And I am five foot eight. So 
uh, standing beneath them on a boat that's swaying or rocking back and forth and just taking in how gigantic they are was really special and it's something that you should definitely do in conjunction with. I, I do think it's still very important to see the cliffs from the other side, but if you do have time and if you're spending a couple of nights in Doolin, that is really well worth doing. That's my hidden gem for this week. Ah, very good. Yes. I think we have another gem coming up here. <laughs> At least a this gem is, for, for Joe. I feel like this is going to be not just my favorite part of the podcast, but my favorite part of my week, to be honest. <laughs> because I've been trying to figure out uh, what to teach Caitlin. Because this is our segment, Caitlin and Conch. Which means Caitlin talking. So Caitlin is going to speak some Irish. Okay. Never before seen Irish for her. I... Uh, Printed out the sheet just this morning, and I'm going to show it to her now. Oh, God. And she is going to attempt to read it. Oh, no. Oh, why are you doing this to me? All right. Uh, Anne Befool to Og. (laughs) (laughs) You can't laugh at me before I finish. Sorry, sorry, I'll step away. Anne Befool to Og Dual Go G Inish Mean. Wow. I... Don't know if you yes. got. Any, I don't know if you got any words right there. <laughs> I got Inish right. My, my favorite is Befool. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled B H F U I L. How else would that be pronounced? Oh, I'm so. gonna need a minute for that one. <laughs> oh my gosh! So the meaning for this, and again, I got my island wrong here again, but that's fine because I think she would have nice said, job. "Yeah." What I'm trying to get her to ask is, "Are you going to Inish Man?" And that's oh, what you yeah. might ask the uh, <laughs> the ferry people who are taking you across to one of the Iron Islands. Okay. And how you pronounce that is oh, not oh an befool, it's on will. Oh. Yeah, I should I should actually I should count. spell it out phonetically actually. On will to egg doll goji inish man. On wig tool no. egg doll. On will to oh, Excuse me. On will to Egg doll, goatee, Inishman. Close enough. Better? We'll, we'll, we'll allow Better? it for today. Yes. Right. And that was Caitlin and Conch. Yay. Oh, <laughs> just always a good time. Always a good time. Which brings us to another uh, way for you to have a good time. Our tour for reason number two, which is mini drum roll. West of Ireland adventure. Uh, this tour has you flying in and out of Shannon, just south of the burn, so it's a great spot to land and to exit from. You get seven days, six nights, two of those nights are Galway, two of those are Doolin, and two of those are, as Joe mentioned earlier in his cliff story, in Kilkee. So that's kind of fun. You get the chance to see those cliffs. Um, and this is all along the beautiful, wild Atlantic Way region. You get to see Galway City... Um, the liveliness of the culture and the shops. You get traditional music that you can hear played in the streets. As we mentioned in our episode one, uh, reason one, this Galway City is the place where the Irish go to have the crack, have fun, have a good time, let loose, just enjoy. So it's a really great place. Um, And then you get to see Connemara, as we mentioned in Reason 1. For more on that, uh, check out Reason 1 on our podcast. Podcast 1, Reason 1. Podcast 1, Reason 1. Self-promotion is no promotion, but that's all right. (laughs) Self-promotion, you know. Um, And, you know, you can see places like Kylemore Abbey, Connemara National Park, 
And that's all in your two nights in Galway. Then you get your two nights in Doolin. You see all this cool burn stuff we talked about. Owie Cave, the Burren Nature Sanctuary, Polnabrone Tomb, um, throw in some, some other little stops here and there. You can do your some more cruise there as well if you've got two nights in Doolin. That's there you go. to do that. There you go. Uh, another little fun way to spend the day or one of your two days there. Mm-hmm. And this trip also covers spots like the Aran Islands, um, which, as Joe mentioned earlier in one of his little, little tidbits, they're beautiful. They're absolutely gorgeous. This is a self-drive tour. You can do all of this at your leisure. You can spend the whole time there in uh, seeing the burn if you want to. If you want to just keep driving to the burn, hey, by all means, go and for it. Kilkey is actually another great base. It'll get you. It'll give you a little less driving to do to get you to Loophead and to see the Bridges of Ross and Kilkey Cliffs and all that. But apart from that, the name of the tour is West of Ireland Adventure. Yes. And as we mentioned last week with Adventure. You don't have to be the outdoorsy type. Exactly. You can make it your own. You, Adventure does not mean cliff climbing and or i'm sorry you, rock climbing you're not gonna <laughs> climb the cliffs i would say i you would, don't i would suggest you don't uh you, you know you don't have to walk the seven mile hike from doolan to the cliffs there you, you go you don't have to go surfing but there are all go. options there if you want to you it's, do you make it your, your own, own. Make. you make yeah. it your own and the whole time you're doing this you're staying at four-star accommodation um Really, really great hotels, one in Galway, as I said, one in Doolin, and then a great B&B in Kilkee as well. You can find all of this and more, including last week's tour, on our website, on our company website, crystal-travel.com forward slash reasons. And we will be adding a tour each week to this page so that we will be able to keep them all moving. And um, if you happen to get a little quote form going, you can mention this podcast maybe we'll throw in something fun for your trip you never know never know right joe we just might we we just pretty good that way we are we're pretty good on our word all right well that looks like that's about all we have for you today except except joe's favorite part aside from the me butchering words just gonna move my papers out of the way to get ready (laughs) for this don't do it yet don't do it yet stay tuned for reason three coming out january 30 and reason three is there you go joe now you have your moment the Dingle Peninsula. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Magical. Yes, very magical. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We want to remind you uh, to visit 50reasonspodcast.com for upcoming episodes and little tidbits here and there, as well as any show notes we're adding. You can find us on Facebook at 50 Reasons Podcast, as well as on Twitter at 50 Reasons Pod. Until next time, everybody. Slow and a while, yeah. Bye.